Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Happy Sunday, everyone. We're starting a new book of the month, 7,000 Ways to Listen by Mark Nepo. And there are a couple places I could start. One of them is just describing the title to you. So partway through the book, he talks about meeting with a friend of his uh, who's a bit of a linguist and his friend, and I was stunned by this, explained that there are over 7,000 distinct languages on the planet right now. Over seven thousand different spoken languages and and different enough that they actually count as a different language so it's not just like uh british english is different than american english that would be just that's not two that's just one (laughs) so seven thousand different languages mark nepo says if we really want to embrace the planet we have to have the capability of listening to everyone So maybe not all at once, and maybe not by every person, right? But we have to be able to hear all of those voices to make global decisions. So that's one thing I wanted to share about the book. Very powerful book. The other thing, though, is he makes a little bit of a promise in the introduction, and so I wanted to read from that briefly. He says, in real ways, we are invited each day to slow down and listen. But why listen at all? Because listening is what stitches the world together. Because listening is the doorway to everything that truly matters. It enlivens the heart the way that breathing enlivens the lungs. We listen to awaken our heart. We do it to stay alive and vital. So I think that's my promise to you uh, this month. We're going to learn about listening. We're going to learn that it's not only listening to each other, it's listening to uh, our inner wisdom selves. It's listening to to spirit itself. There are so many levels of listening, probably another 7,000 also ways to listen as well as people to listen to. So hopefully we'll have some fun this month. So where do I start with talking about listening to God? Today we're going to talk about listening to the infinite, listening to our higher wisdom selves. And and I think where I want to start is how maybe it's not working as well as we would like to. Um, I don't think it's at all that we're not listening. I think it's that we have too much to listen to. How many of you are like me and after a really busy week or a busy day, we get home and it's like, we don't want the TV on. We don't necessarily even want to talk for a while to our loved ones and spouses, right? It's like, I'm home. I want some peace and quiet. Are you with me on that? So many times our lives are so ramped up that it isn't that we're listening. Oh my God, it's the number of voices present. It's listening to the news media, it's listening to our friends, it's listening to our coworkers, it's listening to public service announcements, it's listening to everything under God's green earth. And that's just the spoken words, right? Because we're also listening to all the noises. What's that little, uh, did the car always make that? <laughs> we were uh, the other day driving and I said, Daniel, when did the car start making that? You know, I've got to listen to that even, right? There's so much going on on the planet we're listening to it all. 
And it leads me to doing a bit of a research around an interesting word called noise. Did you know that noise has two fundamentally different uh, definitions? The first one is simply anything you can hear. So that's the easy definition of noise. It's just anything you can hear. So it's from the funny new little squeak that our car has when he shifts gear uh, to, you know, I don't know, a, back, a car backfiring or our voices or, or, you know, the noise the refrigerator makes, that, that just that small little tiny noise that you only hear when you're in bed at night. It's all of that and any of that is a noise. But I like the second definition even better. And I suspect some physicist or something was involved in this one, so bear with me. The second definition of noise is a disturbance, especially a random and persistent disturbance that obscures or reduces the clarity of a more important signal. I want to read that one again. Now, I figure some radio off, you know, operator or an engineer or something came up with this one. But I think this one has a better application, actually, in my own personal life. I want to read it one more time. Uh, dis- this is a noise, a disturbance, especially a random and persistence dis- persistent disturbance that obscures or reduces the clarity of a more important signal. I think that's our trouble with talking to God. I think that's our our trouble with not being able to hear that still small voice. We're listening to all the noise. Have you thought about the noise that's going on in your life? It's not just Madison Avenue and all the advertising. It's our TVs are on, our cell phones are going. It's the traffic noise out in the world. It's the noise even of the people that we love. But if you really think about it, how much of the conversations we have with people on a day-to-day basis is actually useful or uplifting or wonderful? (laughs) Right? Isn't a good deal of it noise? It's not surprising that we don't find time to meditate. It's not surprising that we're not attuned to our internal voices. It's not surprising that we find it difficult to hear spirit speaking or the universe speaking. We're in tune. We're spending our waking selves listening to noise for the most part. This is a, actually, though, a good news story. And I, I want to preface the good news um, with one of hopefully my better jokes. We'll allow you to be the judge of that, of course. <laughs> Two psychiatrists meet at their 20th college reunion. One is vibrant and looks young, while the other looks tired, old, worried. So what's your secret, the older-looking psychiatrist asks. How do you stay young-looking when people are telling you their problems every day, all day long, for years on end, telling you their fears, their doubts, their anxieties, and their limitations? Over time, it simply made an old man out of me. Well, replies the younger-looking psychiatrist, who says you have to listen? Now, I'm not describing any of our therapists. I know, I know, I know mine listens. But you know what? We have a lot of actual control over all that noise. 
Now, we're not used to taking the control, right? In fact, there are probably some people right in this room that they go home and the TV comes on and it's just whatever Channel 6 has going for it or what, you know, whatever binge watching of Netflix is occurring in the household that night, right? And we don't probably stop to think about it, right? It's just whatever's on. It's whatever our, our spouse and our family members are talking while well, we're listening. It's whatever is in the newspaper, we're taking it in, we're listening to it. But it does not have to be that way. Much in the same way that we get to choose what channels we watch on TV or listen to on the radio, we have the power to tune out as well as tune in. And I would like to suggest that if we even exercise maybe 10% more choice over what we're focusing on, what we're listening to, it would make a dramatic difference in our life. What if we started choosing our television content not by just what's on now or, or what someone at work said might be fun to watch, what if we not only viewed it from the lens of our entertainment, but also the lens of supporting values and things that we want to experience more of in life? What if we began choosing our radio stations with more care, knowing that, well, it isn't going to be perfect, right? There are always going to be some songs with crazy lyrics or, or some melodies you don't care for. But what if we exercise more control over, in general, the music being portrayed as something that's beautiful and gentle and life-affirming? Things that move us forward in our desire to express love and beauty. What if we started choosing even our news media for news that would be more uplifting or at least more balanced? We have that power. We have that power. And in fact, that's one of the, my suggestions for a bit of homework this week. If you're up for it, when you go home and before your week launches in, because I know once we've kind of launched into our week, sometimes, you know, it's, it's all thoughts aside. I got to just move into it. But if you prepare yourself a little bit, maybe tonight, thinking about how do I want to change the information coming to me? What channels do I really want to listen to? What channels in life you might make some surprising choices. Maybe instead of just turning the TV on when you come home from work, maybe you'll actually sit down with a program guide or do some internet queries around what movies might actually be uplifting and powerful as well as entertaining. Maybe you would be more choosy in which news channel you watch to make sure it's better balanced or, or provides uh, more of the things you're interested in or that you would like to affirm going forward. So that's the first thing that we can do about the noise in life. But have you noticed that most of those were external sources? And I got to tell you, if you are like me, you also have something that you're listening to almost all the time. And that is your own stories. Now, my grandmother used to have her stories. My grandmother would say, well, you can't call me at, at noon on Thursdays because I'm listening to my stories. And I'd be like, okay. The bad news is we've got them going on in our own head. And it's not even as good as the young and the restless. It's, <laughs> it's, it's mostly the sad and lonely. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Picture yourself 
as a as a 20 year old who had kind of a rough high school experience moving into college I had a low self-esteem. I had stories in my head about not being able to fit in, uh, not being very well accepted, being a little bit unlovable. And I launched myself into my college career with these tapes playing. I gotta tell you, that was crazy, wasn't it? Here a whole new avenue opened up to me. It wasn't the same people in high school that uh, you know were giving me a bad time, but with me playing the same tapes, of not being good enough, with me playing the same tapes of thinking people would react to me in a certain way, guess what? I found people to treat me bad even in college. And it wasn't for a couple years that my, my own insight finally started prevailing and I was noticing, well now wait a minute. In some of the new groups that I'm in, people are choosing me first not last. I remember always in in high school sports, right? Uh, When they would choose up sides, I would always either be next to last or dead last. And that was the tape that was going through my head and much to my surprise, oh my gosh, in theater arts, who wants the lead role? They suggested it should be me. And I was open enough to recognize maybe that old tape was just an old tape that maybe I actually counted for more than my own opinion of myself. So it's not just the external voices that sometimes represent noise. Sometimes we need to change the channel in our own brains. Sometimes the help is self-help. Have you thought about, and, and here's part two of your homework, Have you thought about changing your own internal news agency? Maybe switching over to a channel that's talking about better news, better outcomes, more love, and more joy. You have that power too. Now I know some of you are saying, well, whatever I think about it just comes to me. I don't have any control over that. And I'm here to say that's crap. You do have control over what goes on in your head. You may not be used to it. You may not think you have a lot of power in that respect. And that is simply that you have not had a little bit of discipline around training yourself. And if you hang out around here for a little while, you'll start being called forth to have that training because we don't put up with that here. Here, we believe that we have some dominion over our thoughts and that as we choose to improve those old tapes going on in our head, it not only improves our thinking, but it improves our life. And so I'm signing you all up for that. I don't know if you're ready for it. I don't know if you're completely confident with it. It's too bad. (laughs) It's part of who we are. It's part of being here. I will have dominion over my thinking and I will begin to improve the quality of my internal narrative. I will begin singing a song of happiness and of peace, of love, of capability, of of sexiness, of sweetness, of joy. You know, think of the dynamite words in your own life that you'd like to express. Maybe, maybe a little uh, tape of opulence going on in your mind would be a good one, right? Okay, you know where I'm going with this. 
The other thing I want to talk about, so not only do we have control over what channel we tune into, whether it's an external channel or whether it's an internal one, we also have control over our time. Now, some of you may push back on that a little bit too, right? Well, Larry, I have to work eight hours a day, you know, 35 days a week. And well, (laughs) all right, it just seems like that. It just seems like that. But we all have our commitments. There's no time left over for like being quiet. And I, and I would love to say your next assignment is to carve out an hour a day to do meditation or, or things like that. And, and in, well, in there, I just did say it, I guess. But the reality of it is, if you wish to spend more time improving your inner world, you have to make time for it. You simply have to. Now, most of us anymore have a little bit of bizarre schedules. I bet your schedules look a lot like mine. I finally last year put mine on my smartphone because I was being late to things simply because I couldn't keep track of it well enough in my own head. And now I got to tell you, it's almost gone the other way. It's like, what's my phone want now? What do you mean I have 10 minutes to drive there? What do you mean? It's like, stop it, Siri. I want my life back. And, And it's okay But it's challenging me then to start actually scheduling time for me. Not scheduling time for others, not scheduling time for the world. I mean, I'm doing that too. But don't we all deserve an hour a day to ourselves? Don't we deserve some time for reflection about who we are and the power that we represent on this planet? Because if I'm just on this treadmill If that's as good as life gets, that I'm just on a treadmill, I'm not going to be around very long. Really, if you think about it, if someone is here just to work, just to do a job, just to have every day be the same and not fulfill some of our dreams and not, not be who we authentically are, that's a heck of a life. I would not want it on anyone in this room. And so to discover who we are, to make a difference, to become that powerful person that I know each of us has the capability of being, we need to spend a little bit of time, if not every day, some throughout the week to listen to our inner voice in a good way, to begin listening to what the universe has to tell us about ourselves and our capabilities, to to be more in tune with the love and the joy and the peace that is on channel number one. See, I think we have forgotten there's a, another channel, another broadcasting station out there that we can always tune into. Did you ever wonder why the TV started with channel two? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I would like to propose that we can choose in to channel one. That's the channel where 24 hours a day, it's a, it's a melody, it's fabulous pictures, it's the entertaining program that you want, and it's all about love. It's about joy, it's about peace, it's about beauty, it's about the abundance and effervescence of life. Channel one never stops, and it's singing right into your own heart. It's telling you you can do the things you want to experience. It's telling you that there is life, and life, and more life. It's telling you that any obstacle can be, can be just smoothed over, that anything that is not to your liking has the potential for correction, amelioration. It's telling you that your dream can be realized. That's channel one.
And if you have any trouble during the day figuring out what channel you want to listen to, let's get back to basics. Let's take a little time. Let's find a, a moment of peace and quiet in our lives where we can go within and discover our true identity. I have a, a present for you. One of the other things I like about Mark Nepo's book is there are little guided meditations and little suggestions for things to contemplate and, and do. And, and I'm going to lead you through one of them today. But I also need to set it up. And it has an interesting backstory that goes with it. Uh, so for those of you from the Pacific Northwest, have you ever wondered why Walla Walla, Washington is the city? It's so wonderful you have to say it twice, Walla Walla. <laughs> Have you ever wondered? Well, it's right in Mark Nepo's book. Apparently, the Native Americans, their language used the doubling of a word to mean special emphasis on it. And so, Walla Walla, the place name for that city, it Walla means the convergence of many waters. So Walla Walla, you know, many rivers come together in, in Walla Walla. So Walla, the convergence of many rivers, Walla Walla, our convergence of many rivers. It means this is who and what we are. And so although I uh, uh, tried to pronounce it <laughs> and gave up, the word for love, for instance, in the, in the same Native American language, if you say it once, it means I love you. If you say it twice in a row, if you double it up, it means I love you for all time. You with me on this? All right. So I invite you to close your eyes. And if you would, picture yourself in a favorite and a safe place. Now, it might be somewhere in nature, a beautiful forest or a sunny day at the beach. But it also might be right in your own home or a quiet nook at your neighborhood library. Just make sure it's a place where you feel safe, welcome, and private. If it's not all three of these, please choose another place in your mind's eye. It doesn't even have to be a place you've been before, as long as you can picture yourself there safe and welcomed. Now once you have this welcoming spot, I invite you to check it out. Notice the details of it. What's around you? What does it feel like? What's the temperature? Are you seated or are you standing? Are you motionless or you're walking? Just take a moment to fully familiar, familiarize yourself with this private welcoming space. Now that you're a little familiar with your place, your sanctuary, we're going to use it as a home base for listening to the infinite. This is a place where you can put aside your to-do lists, your botherations, your busy life. You can check it at the door and listen. It's a place where outside forces can't penetrate. You can always come to this place and relax. You can come to this place always and listen. Today I'd like you to listen to the infinite as it reveals to you your unique gift. 
Each of us has, uh, well, is really, a gift from the universe and to the universe simultaneously. It's a gift that only you can provide the unique way that you do. It's a gift that makes a difference, a gift that you can freely give to the world. It's a gift that you were literally made to do and to be. Allow this gift to be revealed to you now. Listen to that small voice inside, that voice of the universe, as it reveals your gift. It may come in pictures, it may come in symbols or words, it may come to you as a feeling. Don't ask anything of it, simply welcome this knowledge of your gift and your life. And as the Southwest Native Americans in Walla Walla, Washington might do, let us name our gift twice. Let's recognize the importance of it, the permanence and long-lastingness of it. Let's recognize it's not just a thing, it's who you are. So honor your gift by naming it twice. I invite you to just bring your attention back into the room and you can open your eyes now. You deserve this level of listening every day. I will say that boldly. Many of us will not take that opportunity and that's okay. That's why we're here on Sunday, a place you know you can come to, a place you know that you can understand more of the truth even when you can't find it for yourself. But I would like to encourage you to recognize this level of listening, this level of important listening is available to you every day at every moment. And the more we listen, the more we tune in to station one, the more we recognize our own ability to control what we're listening to and to tune into things that are uplifting and beautiful, peaceful, joyous, abundant, the more we affirm our own mental tapes and our own mental conversation to be of love and light, the more we do this, the planet soars. It's not just us. Not only do we benefit from it, but life is lifted up on high. I'm gonna to close today with a, a quote uh, that fits in, I think, with the reading here uh, on entering the silence um, and, of course, a prayer. So Mark Nepo says, mostly we are caught in a storm of activity for we live in a busy world. We're always drawn above and below and in between and yet, and yet when we stop talking, when we stop mapping the chatter in our minds and in the world, when we descend into that wordless current of being, we begin to see oneness. Helpful as this is though, it may not be enough. When we can summon the, summon the courage not to run back to the surface of life prematurely, we begin to sense and feel oneness. And when we can spend enough time below the noise of the world, below the noise of our own thinking, even though we have to return, 
we might be blessed to actually experience oneness. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one life. Uh, today I call it channel one. <laughs> but, but what I know about it is singing that always celestial song of my own heart, telling me that I am lovable, telling me that I am joyous, telling me that there is a, a freedom of being to be experienced, to be enjoyed, to uplift myself and the universe. And as it is true for me, Without question, I know it is true for the people in this room, the people within my hearing and beyond. Each of us has the capability of choosing what we listen to, of making better choices of the information coming at us, making better choices in our own thinking. We have that power of choice. We have that willingness, perhaps, to see ourselves differently and to tune in to life in such a way that our best instincts are fulfilled, that we, we see that love, our, our dreams are realized, that, that ability to do and to be exactly what we choose comes to us when we listen for it. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for this sure knowledge of, of how it works, grateful in knowing that there is a creator instinctively giving me what I need to know and when I want to know it, when I take the time to listen. And so in gratitude, I release this prayer into the activity and action of the law itself. I let it be. And together we say, and so it is. So grateful for having you here today. So glad you were here. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.